0: True lies before me now, by faith I will proceed, I know in time you will reveal the plans you have for me, for you are wise above all gods, your ways are always best, so in your sovereign will, the oh Lord, my silent heart will rest. And saints of Christ, our head, come seek the things above. By God's almighty spirit led and filled with faith and love, our hearts detached from all below must after him ascend and only crave the joy to know our all triumphant friend. Throne Christ sits at God's right hand, the sovereign lord of all, who paid our debt at God's command, and freed us from the fall. Our God is worthy of all praise, the Lamb for sinners slain. The Lord our King reigns over us and shall for us. To Him our willing hearts we give, who gives us power and peace. And dead to sin, His members live a life of righteousness. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we will live above. Where praise resounds for endless years, not praise for saving love. Where praise resounds for endless years. The praise for saves. Questions overwhelm me, and I doubt God's power to save. When Satan seems to whisper, there is nothing but the grave. I call out to my Jesus for a vision of his face. And then my Savior lifts my eyes to behold his Savior. I stand forgiven, in Christ I stand redeemed, for through his resurrection, death's chains are loosed from me. In Christ I stand victorious, in Christ I stand complete, Jesus rescued me on Calvary's cross, Saw my debt and paid the cost, and now I know, in Christ I stand. God has given me his answers to fight against the foe. Though Satan's strength is mighty, I will stand in Christ alone. Salvation and the spear is flashing, sword, the belt of truth, the shield of faith are mine through Christ, my Lord. In Christ I stand forgiven, in Christ I stand redeemed, for through his resurrection, death's chains are loosed from me. In Christ I stand victorious, in Christ I stand complete, Jesus rescued me on Calvary's cross, saw my debt and paid the cost, and now I know, in Christ I stand. In Christ I stand. In Christ I stand. In Christ I stand. In Christ alone I stand complete. In Christ I stand. In Christ I stand forgiven. In Christ I stand redeemed. For through His resurrection. As chains are loosed from me, in Christ I stand victorious. In Christ I stand complete. Jesus rescued me on Calvary's cross. Saw my debt and paid the cost. And now I know, in Christ I stand. In Christ I stand. In Christ. I stand in Christ, I stand. Shout joyfully, shout joyfully, shout joyfully to the Lord. on the earth, lift your voice and sing. Break forth and sing his praises. Let his name resound. Break forth and sing for joy. joyfully to the Lord all the earth lift your voice and sing break forth and sing his praises let his name resound break forth and sing for joy break forth and sing for Shall joy for thee, shall joy for thee to the Lord. All the earth. I will make my boast in Jesus. It's a prayer. Pretty- and by his spirit, he is changing me through love. I will make my boast in Jesus, who reigns as heaven's king. When he calls me home to glory, his eternal praise I'll sing. I will boast in Christ my king. Of his sovereign grace I'll see. Tell of love's great sacrifice. Live a life that points to Christ. Live a life that points to Christ. I will
1: On behalf of the Holt and Robbins families we welcome you to this memorial service for uh, brother Arnie thank you so much for being here I know that they greatly appreciate your prayers your kind words comforting words the many cards and your love and support shown to them in so many different ways over the last uh, several weeks Arnold Eugene Robbins, age 87, of Lafayette, was called home by his savior at 2 a.m. on Wednesday, December 6, 2023, at Rosewalk Village of Lafayette. He had been a resident of Rosewalk Village since July of 2022, where he received excellent care from an exceptional and caring staff. He was born March the 30th, 1936, at Wolcott, to the late Roscoe Emerson and. Dortha Bell Fife Robbins. His marriage to Pauline Lois Kite was June 25, 1963, in Lafayette. She preceded him in death on February 28, 2003. He was a 1954 graduate of Lafayette Jefferson High School. Upon graduating from high school, Arnold began a career in food service where he excelled. He was mostly self-taught, and became an executive chef. He won Indiana's Chef of the Year in 1969 while employed at the Highland Golf and Country Club. And you can see some of that memorabilia and the plaque that he received for that award there on the back table. He was president of the Indiana Chefs Association in 1970 and taught culinary arts. In the late 70s, he switched careers and became an electrician through the apprenticeship of Rawstone Plastics Corporation. He later began his own independent electrical service before retiring. Having become a Christian later in life, his relationship with Jesus Christ was very important to him. He was a charter member of our church here, Berean Baptist Church of Lafayette. Surviving are his children Robert Terry Slavens of Lafayette, Pamela and David Moyer-Bristow of Milton, Illinois, Roger and Kim Slavens of Jacksonville, Florida, Tracy and Kim Holt of West Point, and Summer and Tom Woodruff of Lafayette. Also surviving are his children, also surviving his children are 15 grandchildren, 18 great-grandchildren, and 6 great-great-grandchildren, what a blessing. Surviving with his loved ones is his very dear, sweet friend, Ms. Irene Hensley. He was preceded in death by his children, Sherry Joe Cox, Steve Eugene Robbins, Brian K. Robbins, and granddaughter Tammy Lynn Robbins, and his siblings, Charles Emmett Robbins, Alma Mae Henson, Esther Joan Darling, and Glenn Ray Robbins. A couple of his favorite passages of passages of scripture uh, were from Isaiah 57 and then also from Psalm 23. I'll read both of these before our prayer this, this morning. Isaiah 57, verses 1 and 2. The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. He shall enter into peace, They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. And then from Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. His word this morning in our hearts and lives but let's go to the Lord in prayer now Lord we are so grateful for brother Arnie his testimony the legacy that he has left thank you Lord for his testimony of having come to saving faith in Christ many years ago Lord we thank you for saving him thank you Lord for his dedication to his church, to his family. Thank you, Lord, for his love for you. Thank you, Lord, for uh, his life and his testimony in so many ways that has impacted and and influenced uh, so many who are here today. Lord, we pray that you will continue to be with the family. Lord, we ask that you will continue to minister to them your grace and your peace and your comfort. Lord, we thank you for the promise from your word that though absent from the body, we know that Arnie is present with the Lord. And, Lord, we look forward to that resurrection day when all who know you as their Savior, like Arnie did, will join together with him in heaven in your very presence and sing praises to your name and be a part of that heavenly choir one day, saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Lord, we pray that you will continue to give your peace, your grace, and your comfort. Pray you bless this service. May you be glorified in it. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: What a privilege to come into God's presence just to set me free, as I lift my eyes and see his awesome glory.
1: This time Arnie's daughter Tracy will come and she has a tribute.
2: I probably won't look at you because I'm not a public speaker at all. Um, but I want to thank you all for coming. It means a lot to us to our family. Um, I'm going to read a letter that dad wrote us 25 years ago <clears throat> after he had gotten saved. July 25th, 1988 to all my beloved children, single and married, their husbands, wives, and children. I started writing this letter in February, and here it is, late July, and it is still not in the mail. However, I must not tarry any longer. I've always seen too many years go by with good intentions, but no action. I must procrastinate no longer, but take action to lovingly inform you of some truths that I have neglected to tell you in the past. I realize I have not communicated well with some of you in the past, but I intend to correct that while there is still time. I expect and appreciate some of you will say, well, dad, that's all right. And why you may be sincere, I cannot accept that. I still feel I have a responsibility <laughs> to relate these truths to you from what I know from the scriptures. I have fallen way short of the mark, and I'm asking you to help me change that by reading this letter so that you will all know what I have to say to all of you, and after you read this letter, I want you to file it away for future reference, and even though you may not agree with me or what I've said. God initiated the home and the church to raise up and nurture and educate his people. His plan is to have people well-grounded in spiritual and moral values and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord of their lives. Schools were originally established as a helping hand to reinforce values taught at home. The most important truth to teach our children is that God is real and that he wants wants us all to spend eternity with him. We must realize and acknowledge the fact that God has already made all the rules and that there is a heaven and a hell and that we will spend eternity in one place or the other. Please don't de- be deceived into thinking. you can do things please do not be deceived into thinking. You can do your own thing in this life, and then when it's over, everything will be all right. It's just not true. The truth of the matter is that in this lifetime, we must all make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, or we will spend eternity in hell. One of the most well-known scriptures in the Bible is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In the third chapter of John, Nicodemus, who was a scholar of the time and knew Jesus was sent by God from the miracles he performed, wanted to know, what must I do to be saved? Jesus said in John 3:3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3.17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We read in John 14.6, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There are many other places in the book of John, Romans, and throughout the Bible that point to the good news of Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners and cannot go to heaven on our own. It doesn't matter how good we are, we are still sinners. And Isaiah says, and Isaiah 64:6 6 says that even our righteousness is as filthy rags. Don't think I'm trying to channel you into a particular religion. I'm not. Christianity is not a religion, it is a way of life. Christians come from many different denominations and Most of them come from Bible-believing, fundamental churches that believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They will be born again and baptized into the body of Christ. As I look at my children through the eyes of a father, I ask you to look at your children as a father or mother, and I know that you must realize how precious that young life is and how much you want that young child to grow up and become a beautiful person. This is the way I look at all of you, and because I look at all of you that way, I don't want to see our relationship into death. And it doesn't have to. Though I live to be 95, and some of you may go before me, I still want to see and meet you in heaven where our Lord is. Expressing myself this way seems a little awkward at first, but it is very exciting to think that we can all be together for eternity. We, must make the, we all must make the decision here in this life, I can't make it for any of you. You can't make it for each other or for me. Nor can I force anyone to make that decision. It is a personal and free choice. Heaven is available to all, to every man, woman, boy, or girl on the face of the earth who has lived on the earth or who will ever live on the face of the earth. There will be no one in heaven that does not want to be there. Our time is drawing nearer each day. The stage is all set. The next event on the calendar of biblical prophecy is the rapture of the church. After the rapture, there will be no Christians walking the face of the earth. Those who are left behind at the rapture will have to lay down their lives as martyrs to get to heaven. My prayer is with all of you, all of the time, that we will have nobody left behind. Mom and I love you all, and we want you to know that. And he signed it to Terry, Sherry, Ronnie, Jamie, Jason, Dustin, Pam, Dan, Vanessa, Danny, Steve, Melanie, Christine, Brian, Pam, Tammy, Laura, Rachel, Roger, Kim, Tracy, Kim, Kyle, Atlanta, Phillips, Summer, Tommy, and Nelson. And the last thing I want to say is when I would visit Dad and I would leave, he never failed to tell me. He said, Tracy, I love you. And i tell Dad, I love you too, Dad. He said, but tell everybody I love them. Tell, tell them all. So I'm telling you from Dad. Dad loved us all.
0: What a fellowship.
1: This time, Roger is going to come and also share a tribute.
3: Good morning, Mike um, Tracy. I'm not a real comfortable public speaker at all, but uh, she asked me if I maybe want to speak a word or two, and I thought, yeah, sure, um, without really thinking about it. And so I really haven't. And uh, I'm driving up here from Florida, and I'm thinking, well, I'll just talk about maybe a happy memory or something, you know, or something kind of brief. And and I'm thinking, you know, well, this. Kind of memory, and there were a lot of good memories and some not so good memories, and and uh, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking about probably one of the happiest memories for Dad with me. Um, we're driving back. Um, I'm working in this. I'm a young teenager, and I'm working on a big farm and ranch in western Nebraska when we lived in Colorado at the time, and uh, he came to pick me up. It's in the summer, and I'm coming home, and he's you know he said I got something to tell you. He's real excited, and I wish he hadn't read the letter. <laughs> because I had a dry eye up until then. And he's you know, he got, got something to tell me, and he proceeds to tell me about Jesus. And he's an adult, middle-aged adult at that time, and I'm a young teenager, and he and he's telling me about it, but he's telling me about it with really enthusiasm, you know. And and I'm a young teenager and with no real church training or any kind of education or much church attendance in my life at all at that point. And uh he's tell me about but the one thing I could see in him was his excitement just like a a kid almost you know so um you know to me that was probably for him and I one of his happiest memories sharing something that he really was super important to him at that point in his life and so you know today is really not even though maybe emotionally for a lot of us it is a sad day but it's really not it's really not a sad day for him That's all I have.
0: i
1: song. Thank you for choosing that one, and it's a joy to know that Arnie, in the presence of the Lord, is clothed in the righteousness of Christ, his Savior, and the Father looks on him through that righteousness of Jesus Christ that's been credited to his account. He is there justified in the presence of the Lord, and we give God the glory for that. The message this morning is from Psalm 90, and we will use verse number 12, and then from there we'll look at... Some other passages of scripture, but Psalm 90 begins, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. God is eternal. He's not bound by time. But then if we were to take the time to work our way through this psalm, the psalmist draws our attention to the fact that we, as human beings, as people, we are bound by time. And in Psalm 90, in verse number 12, we read, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Time. It just seems as we get older, time goes faster. I remember being a junior in high school and we were driving down the road and I was talking to my mom about how I couldn't wait to graduate from high school, just two more years. It seemed like it was gonna be forever. And my mom looked over at me and she said, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> I didn't understand it at the time, I understand it now as a father. And my kids are getting older. And two are at college and two are at home and one, another one just graduated from high school. And it's like, wait a minute here, let's slow down the time. <laughs> I see the little ones running around and talking about Christmas presents, and I spent many a Christmas afternoon putting together toys and opening packages and trying to figure out what part goes where, and sometimes I had to ask the Lord for an extra measure of grace for my sanctification as I was trying to work my way through a different project, a different toy, or something that we had to put together. Time. It goes so fast. It's fleeting. By strict definition, time is a fixed, measured, allocated season. As believers, it's our lifetime that we have. It's an opportunity that we have to give to the Lord, to use our time, to redeem the time, because our days are numbered. The psalmist says, teach us to number our days. We have to be taught to number our days because we won't redeem the time as we should if we don't make a conscious effort with the Lord's help to number our days, to apply our hearts unto wisdom. Time. Time is, first of all, portioned. Time is portioned. We see again in Verse 12 of Psalm 90, so teach us to number our days. Number indicates an amount, a countable or a countable quantity. We uh, think of the, the slogan, might be out there, I don't know what product it is or what particular commercial it came from, but there's a slogan out there that says something like this: Life is short. Play hard. Might be some good advice, yes, and it is important for us to go out and give 100% on a ball diamond, an athletic field, a court, somewhere. And true, life is short, and yes, we should play hard in the sense that we ought to give our very best. and Whatever it is that God has given us to do. But maybe we should think of life, as one person put it, as a dash between two dates. And that begins to cause us to consider the brevity of our life, doesn't it? That we only have a portion of time. Our days are, are numbered. This isn't to be morbid or to be a, a pop- apocalyptic kind of message. That's not the point. But it's at these times where we are celebrating a loved one's life, that we are drawn once again to the fact that time is short it's portioned there's just a short amount of time we think of in the scope of eternity in the frame of eternity it's just a short amount of time a dash between two dates James 4 and verse 14 describes our life as being but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away I'm a history buff, I enjoy history, and I, I listen in, uh, to several different radio or podcasts, and I enjoy reading different books and different articles, and history at times seems to be so long. We go back, and we go back hundreds of years, and we go back thousands of years, and we go back to different kingdoms, and we go back to all these different dates, and in the year 2023, as it comes to an end Tomorrow. Maybe you've already picked up on this. There's all these different reflections of different events that have happened and then different people who have passed away during this year. And it's a reminder that life is but a vapor that appears for just a little while and then vanishes away. In James 4, in verse 14, where that verse is stated, is a time of reflection. What are we doing with the time that God has given us, the portion of time that God has given us? God gave Arnie 87-plus years. What a blessing. What a joy. We don't know the amount of time that God has given us to live on this earth, but we know that we have a portion. But we not only see that time is portioned, but we see that time is precious, precious. Time is precious again in Psalm 90 and verse 12. So teach us what to number our days, to count the days, to consider the days, to consider them precious gifts from God. Time is a gift from God. It's for our good. So that what? So that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Wisdom. God wants us to apply our hearts to wisdom. Ephesians 5 and verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I don't think we have to question the fact that the days are evil. We don't have to but look on the headlines and check our phones in the morning or turn on the TV. And I know we don't get newspapers a whole lot anymore, but the the headlines, it just seems like we are in evil days. So what are we to do? We're to number our days. We're to redeem the time. Redeeming the time has value. It is rewarding. Arnie redeemed his time. First of all, he was a hard-working man. He was a talented chef. What an amazing display of talent and the awards and the commendations that he received for his cooking. Uh, I have only been here in Lafayette for, only lived here for about two and a half years now. I wish I would have known Arnie longer, but as we have uh, gotten to know the, the Holt family and some of the others in the family, and as I've uh, interacted with our church people, I've, I've often heard Arnie sure could cook. If Arnie were here, he would, he would be, he'd be right here in the middle of this and uh, serving at the, 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 the country club there, uh, the Highland Country Club, uh, He had quite the reputation for his ability as a chef. He redeemed the time in that he was a hardworking man providing for his family. He also became a skilled electrician. Not many people can change careers like that midstream and then have another uh, very successful career, but uh, I know that he had great skill as an electrician, even ventured out as we were reading in the obituary and had his own business. I know Jerry Spencer and I have often talked and he has shared some of his stories and uh, being a good friend of, of Brother Arnie, and uh, even shared with me this morning about uh, a incident with a, a breaker box that I guess it had exploded or caught on fire or something. And Jerry was saying the very first person that he called was not the EMTs. Arnie called Jerry. <laughs> and uh, by the time Jerry got there, the EMTs were there and they, they helped take care of the situation. But he was a uh, a skilled electrician, a, a, a man who God had given great ability, and he, and he used those abilities. James 4, as that context in verse 14, we already referred to that our lives are but a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. But later in that same passage in James 4, in verse 17, we are commanded to do good, to do good in the time that God has given us. How do we define the good? We must define it according to the Word of God. We must define the goodness according to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Arnie found that. I believe it was 1988 that he trusted Christ as his Savior. What a dear letter that Tracy shared. As Arnie poured out his heart, having been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and wanting every one of his family to share in that same redemption that he had received through Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Arnie loved his family, and he was blessed to spend time with them. I had the, the privilege of being able to visit him. We are literally just a couple doors down from Rosewalk Village, and I would uh, just walk down the sidewalk and over and uh, would, would visit Arnie from time to time. I remember one day... Kim was coming out and Jerry Spencer was coming in and I met Jerry at the front doors and we went back and we had a great visit with Arnie and he shared uh, different things and Jerry and I were, uh, were talking with him and, and Jerry was able to share some of the, the stories and it was it was one of the best visits that that I had. I know that he was struggling with his memory and uh, often I would walk into Rose Walk Village to, to, to visit Arnie. I'd go back into the memory ward and Sometimes he'd be at the table, and we'd wearing that Colts hat, <laughs> um, and, or I'd go back to his room, and he would recognize me, but sometimes he would get me maybe a little confused with someone else, and he would get all excited, and he'd say, I've got it all taken care of. I am so glad that you are here, and he would go through a long list of things that he had taken care of, and he wanted to report it to me. I, I think he thought I was the, the business owner or the, the one who ran the place or, or something, um, but what a what a joy to interact with Arnie and and to see his his vibrancy and his his love and his uh, way in which he would just share the things that uh, were on his mind, even though he might have been a little confused sometimes. But there was no question that he loved his family. As was as was mentioned earlier, he was one of the founding members of our church, having trusted Christ as his Savior. Arnie dedicated his life to serving the Lord, and he was instrumental in being a part of this church and this church's founding, and I believe his signature might even be there on the charter out in the the lobby. Many of us have just spent the Christmas holiday with family and friends. How much we cherish and appreciate those times together as family, and I know Arnie did. Many of the pictures reflect how near and dear his family was to him, and his heart was shared even in that letter that Tracy read a few moments ago. So we see time. Time is portioned. Time is precious. But then also, time has a purpose. Time has a purpose. We've already seen in Psalm 90 and verse 12, so teach us to number our days. Teaching has the idea and implies there that there is a purpose. We have our Children in school, we've been to school, we've been to college, maybe beyond, and even on the job, there's training. Why? Because there's a purpose. There's a job to be done. There's a knowledge to gain. There's skills to learn for a purpose. Teach us to number our days for a purpose. Ephesians 5 and verse 16, as I mentioned earlier, speaks of redeeming the time, using the time, the numbering of our days, the portion of our days that are precious. This time that is precious is for us then to use for the Lord. What we do here in this life matters for all eternity. We didn't just get here by some accident. And oops, here we are. Now we got to kind of figure out what it is we're here for and what we're doing. And God revealed. He made us. He created us. And he created us in his image. And he's given us a purpose. But we will fail in knowing and understanding and seeing that purpose if we don't trust Christ as our Savior. Arnie was a hardworking man providing for his family. He had purpose in life, but he, tra- he found his true purpose and meaning for his life in 1988 when he trusted Christ as his Savior. And that meant so much to him that he put that in a letter that Tracy shared with us a few moments ago because he had discovered by God's grace, not by the works that he had done, not by earning some sort of favor with God, but by grace alone through faith alone and Christ alone, as Arnie turned from his sin and turned to Christ in saving faith, putting his trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross and his resurrection, Arnie found a meaning and a purpose. And he was able then to redeem the time because now he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He knew where he was going to go when he died. He knew it was going to be in heaven with his heavenly father. Forgiven. Forgiven. Clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Redeeming the time. Time for sin is always time that is wasted. There are things that we wish we could go back and change, but we can't. So we all have those regrets. We all have things that we could wish we could go back and change. I know Arnie had things that he wishes he could go back and change before he went to be with the Lord. He no doubt had things that he wishes He could have changed. But you know, God gives grace. While time wasted cannot be made up, God does give grace. God restores, He overrules, He overcomes. When we allow Him to work, we're all sinners. But when we trust Christ as our Savior, we become sinners saved by grace. We all need God's mercy so desperately. We all need God's grace. We need his pardon so desperately. There were things that that Arnie regretted. But you know, after Arnie got saved, he tried to make up for the years that he did not know the Lord. And God gave him many opportunities to do so. Many opportunities to redeem much of that time that had been lost before he knew Christ as his Savior. In Arnie's case as he sought to redeem that time there were relationships that were healed and mended and grace was ministered and I know that he desired more but he saw the grace of God at work in his life and in his relationships and in his family and he was so grateful for that you know time is precious time is portion time has purpose So the question comes for us. What are we going to do with the time that God has given us? Time used for God is always good use of our time. We need to use every opportunity that God gives us to worship him, to serve him, to love him, to do his will. And much of our time that we have here on this earth should be following the example of Christ who came Not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. We need to give our lives. As Romans 12 says, as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. That we might do his will, which is a reasonable service a service that is just simply expected of all who know Christ as their Savior, who have been forgiven of a debt that they could not pay. We then need to live, redeeming the time for the Lord. I know Arnie sought to do that in all those years from the time that he trusted Christ. We need to make time count for eternity. We need to number our days and apply our hearts Unto wisdom. So again, the question remains for us, how, how will we use our time? Have you trusted Christ as your personal Savior? Can we truly redeem the time for Christ because we belong to him? Or is our time being spent on ourselves outside of a personal relationship? With Jesus Christ. Has there been a time. In your life. Like with Arnie. Where. You've seen your sinfulness. Your inability to save yourself. And have. Turned to Christ. In saving faith. Turning from your sin. And trusting in Christ. And his finished work. On the cross. For your sin. We love him. Only because he first loved us. And God desires for each and every one of us to come to Him in saving faith, having received forgiveness of our sins, having been born again, as Arnie shared in that letter, that John chapter number 3, as Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, except ye be born again, ye cannot see the kingdom of God. Arnie was born again that day in 1988. And now... He has entered into the kingdom of God, awaiting the full fulfillment of that kingdom. When together with all of the blood-washed saints, we will join with Arnie in that great heavenly choir and sing, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and glory and wisdom and might. So what about today? Today, as we consider time, portioned, precious and purpose As we reflect upon the life of Brother Arnie, as we celebrate his life, as we thank the Lord for his testimony, for his legacy that he has left, what about each and every one of us? Are we a child of God? Can we redeem the time? If not, today can be the day of your salvation. Today, you can come to Christ in saving faith and begin to redeem the time And to make it count for all eternity. For the glory of the Lord. Amen. We'll have a song. How Great Thou Art. One of his favorites. As soon as I finish my prayer, we'll play that song. And then I'll come back up for some closing remarks. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you will do your work in our hearts. We do, Lord, just ask that you will give again your grace, your peace, your comfort to the family. Thank you, Lord, for saving Arnie, for, Lord, him sharing this testimony in in letter and even in, in word, Lord, as he sought so desperately and so earnestly and desired so much, Lord, for his family to know Christ as their Savior, to one day be in eternity with him. I know that was his burden and the burden, Lord, for so many in the family. We pray that, Lord, you will do your work in our hearts. We pray, Lord, if there's anyone here today who does not know you as their Savior, Lord, may today be the day of their salvation. Lord, help us as believers to redeem the time. The days are truly evil. But, Lord, help us to once again, as we reflect upon the life of Brother Arnie, Lord, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts unto wisdom. We give you the glory and the praise. For all that has been said and done today, again, we thank you for Arnie, for his testimony. Continue to be with the family in a special way, we pray. Minister to their needs, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: universe display, then sings my soul, my Savior God. Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my song.
1: us today. Thank you so much for being here. And in just a few moments, there is a meal for the family and invited friends. And uh, that will begin over in the fellowship hall just across the lobby in uh, just a little while. But again, thank you so much for being here. I know uh, that the family greatly appreciates all your love and support. In just a moment, we'll dismiss uh, from the back and uh, we'll begin back there with Brother Carl. We'll come down this way. And then if you'll uh, want to share anything with the family and then we'll come back up uh, the center aisle and we'll dismiss from the back uh, to the front. And uh, at this time we'll go ahead and begin there in the back with Brother Carl and uh, you can uh, share with the family uh, one last time before you leave.